Mic check, one, two, one, two. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Mic check. Mic check, waifu, waifu. My telly main, is that you? What's going on, brother? You know what that makes you think about? Every <laughs> man. I haven't called you that probably since like the eighth grade. You're the best, bro. You, yes, yes, you I rock with that. Montelli, man. Hey, that's a new one. That's a good one. Welcome to episode shit. What episode? Forty-eight. Episode forty-eight. of Mike check. Wife, wife. As always, is brought to you by the two hosts, Polo Bornfly and at King Teliano. It's brought to you by Lou Complex. Make sure you go to lucomplex.com and use that offer code WIFU to save the shop. I think. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna double check that right now, live on the air. To just see if it's back. I don't think it is yet, but it is coming back soon. If y'all didn't know, now you know because I'm about to tell you. Lou Complex do have a secret. Sh- Whoa, it's back. Lou Complex yeah, is back. Holy shit, this gear looks awesome. Go to loucomplex.com. Use that offer code waifu to save on some a waifu merch. They got some pretty good ones like this BDSM shirt. It's probably one of my favorites. I like that one too. Also... Our Patreon producers, a.k.a. the Weeb Tier supporters of our Patreon, Monique Williams, D. Prince, and Connor. Thank y'all so much for supporting so many episodes of the show. It's crazy. We love y'all. And we also want to give a special shout out to a new patron who just joined our Taku Tier. Shout out to Crystal Light 10 on Twitter. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for supporting us. We're glad you enjoyed the show, too. She, uh, she binged all of our episodes and called the way up. To episode and, she, and she's mad interactive on twitter bro super interactive she, she be having some good discussions she do a lot of live tweets with, with some shows she watched too so make sure you give her a follow i'm gonna give you her i believe it is just crystal 10 if i'm not mistaken right yeah. uh crystal yes L or is it yeah. crystal 10 uh crystal light 10 crystal yeah. light 10 on twitter make sure you guys give her a follow she's awesome she's dope thank you so much for supporting us we appreciate you um, this episode we have a lot of special stuff going on today, right? Yeah. So, um, first things first. Happy Mother's Day to all the Annie moms out there. Yeah. We appreciate you. We love you. Yes. Um, the day we record this is Mother's Day. So, if you got some moms, all the Annie moms out there, thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of Mother's Day, we were reviewing one of one of Tell's uh, babies today. Today we <laughs> today we were reviewing Shivery of a Fell Night. It's gonna come at the second half of the uh, show. It's one of those shows that uh came out in about 2014-15. This came out in 2015, but it was a time period in anime to where they will always have. You know how they have certain time periods in anime to where you have either isekai heavy uh seasons or you have you know harem heavy seasons this one was the time where they had like uh school, high school tournament yeah high school tournament like combative arc like uh irregular high school was one of them Shivery of a failed night um uh what is it? infinite stratus war yep asterisk war um, it was a called um the unbreakable machine doll was another one absolute duo like these are just all these type of anime that came out around this time. Um, Shivery of a Fell Night. 
happens to be one of the best ones. And we'll talk about why later when we do the review. If y'all don't know, this is Intel's top five. Will it be there after today? We'll find out. But we are reviewing every one of our top five anime leading up to our one year anniversary, which is coming up next month, actually. Our one year anniversary of My Check Wife Waifu, the podcast. We're going to do a top 10 or a refresher or a new top 10 of all of our favorite anime, just anime. And Intel's going to give us his top five manga as well, too. So I can't wait for that. That's going to be dope. All right. But first, let's start off with the OP's polo update. Okay. Um, last week, as y'all know, we compared the uh, Great Ninja War to the uh, Pirate War. Um, and that went over well. That was a good episode. I had a lot of fun with that one. Shout out to Worst Gen Podcast for uh, listening and, and talking us through it. Yeah. I love those guys over there. They're dope. <sighs> yeah, I mean, they hit us with a lot of facts and gave us... Um obviously some good insight from mm-hmm. both sides uh, yeah they they know the one piece thing they know it well i mean worst gen shout out to them so check out worst gen podcast another anime dope anime podcast uh but i am now in the uh fishman arc as it's called our fishman island arc um i got to episode 548 so i'm not going as fast as i was because to be honest the fishman island arc isn't as great as previous arcs like um water seven or was no, not water seven what's that uh, one called? i saw water seven on twitter um cybiote arc i even like that one better cybiote was in sense um but yeah this this fishman island with this new arlong with the new uh fishman pirates i'm not rocking with them it's this one is just how can I explain it? I feel like they don't want to show how powerful everybody got just yet. So they had to throw a bunch of handicaps their way, like with this water thing, right? Like you're on a fishman island, so water obviously you're not gonna be able to have people like Robin or Chopper or or uh Luffy throw throw hands like they can, or Zoro even. He can't even throw hands like he he should be able to because he's underwater. He still he still showed out a little bit, but it just it isn't you can't really see their full potential yet. And I and I think that was kind of like intentional, obviously, because yes. they want to save that for later. Um, but this is interesting. I do love uh the crybaby ass um what's her pie of uh, mermaid princess though. She's oh a yeah yeah she's a waifu for sure. Oh. I mean, bro, she's like 40 feet tall. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> tall glass of water and I'm thirsty. Hey. Um, <laughs> I, I do like her, though. There's some characters I like. Uh, but other than that, this is not my favorite arc so far. Probably my least favorite out of all of them, to be honest. This is also one of those arcs that had some... Um, uh, it's one of those arcs that has a very intense moment in it. Mm. Uh, that gets really good. I'm assuming you're, you said you said like the beginning of it, right? Uh, five forty-seven. So I believe that is the beginning ish. It's like and, it's when the um the leader of the new Fishman Pirates is about to execute uh, Neptune. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
there's some moments in this that gets really good, obviously, because Luffy's the GOAT. Um, and there's some stuff you're just going to see that's, like, ridiculous. Uh, um, he, he Literally, I think one of these scenes that pops up in this is not my favorite scene, but it's just, like, the moment gets so intense, especially mm-hmm. after, like, because I was binging this just, like, kind of like how you're binging this right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're in a sweet spot to recognize how cool this can be. Mm. Okay. Personal opinion. You could actually look at it and be like, oh, it's not that cool. And but I'm I thought it was super cool. I noticed you know I noticed a smaller detail. That's my favorite thing in anime. Of course. Uh, anyway. Next, what you got for me, Tell? You watch something that you want to recommend, right? Yes. Um so, Polo, I know you've heard me say to watch this before. But I just started watching again, and I watch this anime once a year. Literally every year I watch this anime. Interesting. And it's your brother's favorite anime. Hajime no Ippo. Yes, bro. Oh, my God. You talk about character development. This anime has it, bro. Um, (laughs) Like, I know you love character development. I do. Um, Honestly, the main character in this anime, I'm thinking, like, He's kind of like one of my favorite main characters because of his personality, but also like his overall just development. Like the man, you love him. Like even in, in the first episode, I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of stupid. But it's like as you see him grow, it's literally like you see him change into the same person, but a much more developed version of that person. He's mm. no longer uh, Ipo uh, Makanouchi. He's Ipo Makanuchi, the fucking boxer, who <laughs> who gained these skills through everyday training, like everyday practice. Like, and that's the kind of stuff we love to see. We like to see the the steps of progression, not just out of nowhere we got these skills. And yeah. it it honestly is it's it's a breath of fresh air right now for okay. me to have watched all the things I've watched. Um Hajime no Ippo felt like a great change of pace. And mm. I'm, I'm 10 episodes in, and I'm ready to just go ahead and finish these 70 episodes or whatever. Ooh, 70. Yeah, it's like 75 or something like that. But what a whole that's, ouch. That's, that's the first season. Mm. <laughs> and then it's the second season. And, and the animation gets good, and I'm just like, ugh. I'm so hyped for Hajime no Ippo. Um, I just... I can't imagine why someone wouldn't want to watch this. I'm just going to be honest with you. Because it's sports, bro. It's sports. It don't feel like that. Mm. It don't feel like that at all. Like, like, Haikyuu feel like sports. This this feels like, uh, I would say we're following the story of someone and his development into figuring out what he wants to do with his life. So look, I'll just give you like a quick synopsis. I'm not going to even give you like the main details. Okay. Uh, Ipo Makinouchi is a kid who gets bullied in high school. It's his last year and he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. Already hype. And he is uh, the the son of a, of a mom who owns a fishing business, right? And that's what he does after work. So he doesn't have, or after school, he doesn't have time to socialize anything like that. He essentially just goes home and helps his mom with the business and not realizing essentially uh, 
you know, not even thinking about it, he gets bullied on every day, gets beat up every day, and he doesn't really care. He just goes on about his day after getting bullied on, and he gets rescued one time by this like guy who's trained to become a professional boxer um, named Takamura. And uh, when Takamura saves him, uh, he sees how strong Takamura is, sees how cool boxing is, and kind of is like, I kind of want to do this. Or he, he doesn't even want to say, he doesn't even say he wants to do it at first. He just watches the tapes of these people boxing. Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, he sees like Mike Tyson and Ali mm. and these, these uh, Hispanic boxers and Asian boxers, and he's watching all these people. And he's like, you know what? I like this. And he picks up a he picks up a magazine. He he goes, reads that magazine, gets caught in school reading the magazine. Like, you ridiculous. You got a boxing? Like, are you into this kind of thing now? You a barbarian? No, they're making fun of him for into being into fighting. Yeah. Uh, and he he takes more and more interest into this. And it's the the struggle that he has to choose. Does he want to become a boxer or does he want to do something else? Mm. Does he choose to help his mom with the business or does he become a boxer? Uh Obviously, we know how that progresses, but the show is just so good, bro. There is instant right. character progression from episode one. The progression starts there. Okay. I might have to find something for you to watch if I watch this kind of like we did with the high. Uh, I'll take any recommendation you got. All Make right. it a long one, too. Make it a long one. I'll take any recommendation you got. Give me one. At the, by the end of this episode, I need you to find it because okay. that's, that's how bad I want you to watch this. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, we'll do that because I, because that when we do these little bets, they they normally pay off well. And you know, I watch High Q. You watch Clannad. That turned out well. That's gonna be another one of these. All right. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll think of something during the show and let y'all know what it is, or let you know what it is, and then we'll I'll watch Hajime no Ippo, and you watch whatever that is. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. Dope. Dope. I'm hype. <laughs> you have no idea, bro. This this is if you really watch this, I feel like you're gonna understand why Javon likes it so much. Yeah. For him to not watch anime. Okay. Alright. Cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, I'm gonna watch it because again, for those of you that, that don't know, who's just coming into this podcast, hi, I'm Polo. Um, <laughs> there's two anime genres that I just do not like. I'm not a fan of them. I don't like sports, and I don't like mecha. Um, but I do know that there are some great sports anime, and that there are some great mecha anime as well. Mm-hmm. I just can't rock with them, and the ones I've I've have seen. Every time I try to watch them, terrible. Well, you know, in my personal opinion, obviously. Except for Haikyuu, apparently. Except for Haikyuu. And then except for All Noah Zero, which is my favorite mecha anime ever. Um, That's a, that's a great show. Um, But yeah, so. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm going I'm to do it. All right. So before we continue on with some more anime talk, we have this topic from the homie. Scuba Steve, he's contributed to this uh, show plenty of times before. I wish we would have posted it on Facebook and I wish I would have reposted it on Twitter to get some more responses to see what everybody think. But what is some the topic is from Scuba Steve. Uh, his at name is at Scuba Steve one four two eight. Follow him on Twitter. He's also a dope follow. 
Um, I hear he has something in the works, too, that he wants to do. Maybe talk to him about that if y'all are interested. Um, nice. I ain't going to give no full details yet because I don't know where he wants to be out. But, yeah, follow Scuba Steve, 1428. That's the homie. He's great. He gave us this topic, things that an anime or manga has done that we ain't never seen before. Now, this is going to be in... Uh, and a polo order and obviously a King Teliano order, right? Like I've, I've seen anime that, that, you know, that's, that, that has done it before, but it didn't do it to me. It was the first for me. Right. So I would have to say the first thing I can think about right off the top. Okay. And I'll, I bring this up a lot. I know. And I'm, I'm gonna try to stop bringing it up as much as I do, but the first anime to make me cry. That's something that manga or anime has never done to me before. And that's Klanad, obviously. I didn't even know this type of storytelling existed in anime before I watched Klanad. So that's one that's done something that I ain't never, that I ain't I never seen before. And now in chronological order for me. It was the first time I cried ever for anything, actually. I never cry watching TV. Hell, yeah. I never, I never cried watching Lion King, and that was sad as hell. But Kanat, that punched me right in my motherfucking chest. All in your chest, bro. <laughs> Ripped out my heart. Stomped on it. <laughs> you got one for us? I got, a, I actually got a, a few here. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. So, uh, the first one, kind of a spoiler, um, because of how it is. Uh, and Polo, I think last week said that he he thought this anime was pretty garbage in comparison, but Akame got killed. Um, oh yeah. I agree. All that shock factor. I think watching second time through, it doesn't have any of that shock value. So it no. does seem a little bit different. Um, but at the time though, what I did really like about Akame got killed is that you realize that the name's not our main character's name, Mm-mm. but it follows who we would assume is the main character you know, like he is the main character and how that ending shifts, it almost changes everything Mm -hmm. um, entirely. And I thought that was super cool concept, like making us like, even though it's a different name, it makes us believe who the main character is from the beginning Mm -hmm. and we're following this person. And then like the last episode, it completely shifts. Like that's no longer who you, who the main character was. Right. Uh, I love that. I thought it was super cool. Um, Just a, a concept that was like misleading, but like obviously, if you just paid attention, you would have caught on to it. Yeah. But even even if you catch on to it, it still doesn't transition in that way to make it seem like that, you know? Exactly. So I thought that was a really cool concept and um, dope in general for like an anime series to do. Uh, f- for me, and I maybe I should be ashamed of this, but I'm not. Um, because I'm not. I'm just not that. Not that old. I am old, but I am not that old. Um, and at the time, I obviously wasn't watching anime, right? Like I was still in the cartoon phase. But at the before, you know, before this, obviously. But I know Dot Hack was, I think, one of the first uh, isekai anime out there, like video game, you know, transport to video game worlds. But yeah. the first one I've seen do it, okay. That so it was a first for me. Remember, that's how I'm I'm looking at this topic, as something that you know anime or manga hasn't done was Sword Art Online. That was something I ain't never seen before when I first saw it. I first saw it, obviously, on uh, Toonami, 
um, back way when. And then I remember Tell talking about, uh, were you reading a manga of that or something like that? I did not read the manga Sword Art. What I avoided you, the manga Sword Art. What were you doing with that? You told me something about it. You told me to get crazy. Were you? I think it was just because I was watching the dubs and you were watching the subs. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I told you it was great. And yeah, it just... it's some shit I ain't never seen before. And when it happened, and the way it happened, knowing nothing about it was so fucking crazy. I was blown away. I'm like, wait. Because the start, right? The start is perfectly fine, perfectly yeah. normal. You know, you get into this new VR world, or they start off with like Kitty Tone in real world talking about the game. He gets the game, he plays the game, and then shit just fucking changes so drastically. Yeah. It, hey, if you die here, you die in real life. It blows me away. It blew me away. I'm like, that's insane. That's why I will always say the number one villain is that motherfucker that, that I forget his name. He's the worst villain of all time to me. Yeah, I mean, he literally did that to thousands of kids. Hundreds and thousands. Wait, how many did they even say it was? I'm about to look that up. <laughs> I'm about to Google it like it's real. <laughs> the evil. Because it wasn't just kids, right? It was also the adults that gamed. It was... It, it was the, the children, the adults, um, anybody. Yeah. Anybody who played the game. Yeah. And I know they said it. They said who died in the first season, but... Let's see. I'm, I'm, I, this is one that I have to find. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it was called the Death Game. How awful, dude. All right. Well, why are you looking that up? Uh, so, um, relatively recent anime, but still one that I had first to ever see do something like this is Fate Zero. Um or mm. fate in general, the whole concept of having uh, history, like an actual like like beings and people from history come out to like an actual battlefield to fight was super cool concept. Like people always take like Excalibur or you know um, King Arthur or Alexander the Great. They always yeah. like those people in general in like any story franchise, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what they fail to do is like actually expand it to a vast world, right? The Fate series has taken this from just history, not from just history, but to like mythology, right? And like, like a, and go deep, yeah. And and then even like not even just mythology, but taking like perspective, like what could future heroes be like? Uh, so like the what we regularly get in anime and stuff like that is what future heroes would be like. But we got past heroes as, as well as deities, and then they all clashed in this world of like beings of heroes, and that was really cool. I love that concept. Yeah, um, by far one of my favorites. I like the way they they vilify people that you never would have think would be villains. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not normally villains at all, but yeah, they're villains in this series for yeah, like Gilgamesh. I mean. He wasn't necessarily, but even though he looked down on humans, he protected humans. So, right. like, you know, that's just dope. But, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see. What else? I mean, there's so many, dude. There's so many. Yeah, I got one more and an honorable mention. Yeah, go right ahead. All right, my honorable mention is uh, <laughs> Monster Musume. 
<laughs> you ain't never seen no shit like that before? <laughs> Where? Where's I gonna say that? I don't know that shit. Because you read about that. I ain't never seen that shit before either. Where's I gonna see something like Monster Musume at? Nah, bro. Um, that was the wildest shit I've ever watched. Straight up. Um, I literally watched it while my wife was on like a deployment. Mm, so What a great I time. Was, I was at home by myself anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's a perfect timing, dude. <laughs> and I feel like if I had watched that while she was home, she'd have been like, my dude. Yeah. What is wrong with you, guy? Um, and, and, but that's just honorable mention. Uh, the other one, I mean, technically I got, I guess two more. But the other one was... Uh, Angels of Death. Oh yeah, Definitely. which, which like so like the whole storyline like there was some I would say like we almost felt like some continuity issues in the series. Hundred percent. But um, the concept of it, where there's layers to this, uh, like essentially dungeon they're in, and uh, it almost has like a supernatural feel no matter what. Right. Uh, and they're making their way through. Zach has. Like he knows who he is, but he's still kind of remembering. And uh, Rachel is like in denial, and they just kind of grow and learn more about each other as they go on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the series is like top ten worthy. No, it's uh, a. I mean, to me, honestly, personally, it's a horrible show. But the way they do touch on uh, schizophrenia and like, yeah. that type of mental illness is fucking terrifying or even how like abuse drives you to mental illness and stuff like that like the show itself had some just great concepts i thought it was really cool poor execution though gory and dark yeah they could have made it better Mm -hmm. i hear the manga was great i haven't read it but uh yeah no that's a good one that's a really good one because i haven't seen anything like that either also it's based off a game oh like a a visual novel type Yeah. yeah 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 and and then my final one would be Unbreakable Machine Dolls, which is like I said, it came out around the same time as like uh it came out the year before all of the like high school uh college or high school fighting tournament anime yeah, came out. Magical type shit, yeah. Yeah, Unbreakable Machine Doll. Uh, I I've recommended it before. Like I said, it's not like top ten worthy, but I do like the concept mm-hmm. where it's literally like each person has uh some kind of machine doll that correlates to their personality or how they how they operate that helps them fight against others and they use their magical or spiritual power to control said doll to fight there's obviously corruption in the school the, yeah. our main character has to have some kind of super busted strong doll right but uh i think the concept is cool and i think it was the only issue really is that like i think i don't even think it was really that bad i just think that it needed more it's one of those things that it's just like Chivalry of a Fell Knight. Not as good as Chivalry of a Fell Knight at all, but uh, it has the whole issue where it fails because it only has one season. And it, it talks about more, but never gets to it because there's only one season. Yeah. I mean, I got I got two more, uh, technically three, but one is actually my recommendation. So I'm going to save that. But I must say that... Uh, we can jump to the recommendation after you give the first two. Okay, yeah, yeah, good point. So, <laughs> oh, no, did I just lose it? I hope I didn't just lose it. That'll suck. No. They're really good, too. 
Fuck. Oh, well. If I think of it, I'll come back to it. <laughs> but the one that is my recommendation. Let's go into the recommendations now, then. Okay, um, cool. For those of you that don't know, every episode of Mike Check Waifu Waifu, before we go to our break, we give a recommendation of anime that you should watch. We give a, a brief uh, synopsis on it or a brief description of what you're going to watch with no spoilers. And we, uh, hope, we hope you guys like them. Um, my recommendation this week is going to be Classroom of the Elite. Classroom of the Elite has done something I've never seen before, but it is... It's a slice of life uh, anime, technically, I guess, um, with some drama that's insane. So it starts off with uh, it, it's basically a Japan where there's a one school that has uh, where, where it's like a hundred percent rate of uh, the students that go to the school go on to college and they find employment like a hundred percent, like no matter what. This school is a hundred percent go to college, find a job. Every job wants a student that came from this school, okay? Mm-hmm. But our main character, his name is uh, Anokoji, uh, Anokoji, uh, however you say his name, ends up in a class called 1D, which is full of, uh, I guess you can call them problem children. Delinquents. Delinquents, yeah. Um, the school has a system to where they give uh, almost like, you know, in college. What was that thing you had in Akron? For your meals, what was that shit called? Oh, uh, a meal plan. I mean, like when you have a meal plan, that's what it is. Yeah. But they basically get awarded a hundred thousand uh, yen, and they have to have it all year. And it's basically just like the total for them, and you can lose it by doing anything. So if you're you're allowed to like just slack off in class, you're allowed to sleep, you're allowed to listen to music, you're allowed to do whatever you want, but your total. Uh, cash value amount goes down and if it if you lose it all you get kicked out of the school so essentially there's a deeper plot behind what this school really is and what it's about that is so intense so crazy um the drama is insane the dub is actually really really good if you if you would rather watch it in english sub is great as well too um the characters are phenomenal and there's so many waifus in this show (laughs) You will love it, but so it's great. Do they get to steal yen from other people? You gotta watch it, bro. You have to watch it. Ah, uh, you mean that's messed up. You gotta watch it. It's that's why I recommended it. It's it gets intense, super intense. Okay. Um, okay. yeah. So I mean, there's I mean, there's all kinds of backstab, sabotage shit that can go on. It's it's deep. It's almost like the Game of Thrones of high school, if you will. <laughs> oh, so someone's sleeping with their sister. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's going to be hard to come off a recommendation like that. Classroom um, Elite is a goat. But uh, this is actually probably one of my favorite mecha anime. Whoa. Um, and it also does something that I had never seen before done in the anime, but I love, I guess I love this concept. And I guess it's really not completely new, but it's called Gundam Built Fighters. And it's specifically oh, yeah. season two, Gundam Built Fighters Try. And uh, essentially what it is, is like these kids are in high school. 
um, and they want to build a team to fight in a national tournament of Gunpla. You build your own Gundam, and they go on and fight. Our main character is not good at building Gundams or Gunpla, but he's a really good martial artist. Mm. And uh, honestly, for for Gundam series, it's, it's probably like I have. I can't argue enough how this is the best animated Gundam series ever. Wow. Period. Uh, TV. Oh, it's done by Sunrise Studios, which mm. I don't know what they've animated, but yo, they the shit. Like, <laughs> like, there's some scenes when they fight in here that I'm just like, let's see. I'm looking at what they animated. Um, actually, looks like they've animated just a bunch of like slice of life stuff. Oh, they did uh Code Geass. Boom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but the the series itself is just really good. It's only I think it's only 12 episodes, but um nice 100%, digestible. Yeah, 100% worth every uh, I lie, it's 25 episodes. Oop. But every every episode is worth it, bro. Uh I just really I watched my episode and I shared it in the Facebook group because uh I wanted to see which one of my like Gundam friends really knew what series this was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I shared it on the Facebook group. I also shared it on Twitter and said, if you don't know this, uh, this scene, I'm stealing your Gundam card. <laughs> I don't, I don't think many Gundam fans know this and it honestly, wow. I think it's slept on and I think it's 100% worth it. Now Gundam build divers and stuff like that. I tried Gundam build divers. I watched a lot of it. It just wasn't as good to me, but Gundam built try fighters or Gundam build fighters. Try. Nah, that shit is fire. I okay. Like it, it has a lot of those, uh, what's the shonen tropes? Yeah. Where like, like it's it's way more shonen than any other Gundam, but it's it's way less shonen than most of your shonen. Got it. You know I mean? so like, almost it, like it the has, perfect in between. Yeah, like <laughs> that shonen energy without yeah. being too shonen. <laughs> but Let, let's just say it has the shonen vibe. <laughs> 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 exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, check, check it out. Dope. Dope. So all of these recommendations will be in the show notes. So make sure you check out those show notes. It links you to the Annie list so you'll um be able to see like you know the synopsis, what's what's it rated and where you can watch it. Uh that's dope. So we're gonna take this quick break, play a nice little tune for you, and be uh right back with the Glipnir, Tower of God, and also the review of Chivalry of a Fell Knight. I can't wait. See y'all soon. See
and welcome back to Mike Check Waifu Waifu episode 48. <sighs> 48. 48. As always, go to teespring.com slash stores slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu and cop that dad hat that if you're watching the video version, which you can check on patreon.com slash Mike Check Waifu Waifu, that tail's rocking right now. It's pretty dope. It's pretty clean. It's pretty clean. Until OG design. Yeah, we got more designs coming. I'm working on something right now. Dope. I can't wait. Anyway, we're back. We're here to talk about which one to talk about first, Glipnir or Tower of God? Now let's talk about Tower of God. Let's talk about Tower of God. Okay, let's do it. Uh, what do you feel about Tower of God? I forgot. You already know. Um, So, man. This shit has just so many twists and turns. It's it's so hard to understand what the hell is going on. But I understand everything that's going on. You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Like the whole concept of her not telling spoilers for Tower of God, by the way. So if you haven't caught up to episode six of Tower of God. Turn it off. Wait, is it five? Six. Six. Yeah, I was up on six. Episode seven come out in two days. Okay. It's it's so hard to like root for Rachel. But I understand where she's kind of coming from. You know what I mean? Because if Bam sees Rachel, he's gonna damn near kill himself to protect her. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's gonna exactly. he's gonna simp way too hard, and it's gonna be his downfall. But is that something though? That's the only person he remembers. That's true. His entire life, he's only ever met one person. Which well, also, no, that's not true because he met these people when he's climbing the tower. But you mean that's who he? That's the reason he came into the tower. That's who yeah. he knew initially, right? Yeah. Uh, now I I get it though because like he is low key chasing a woman. We don't know if he has like romantic uh, interest or anything like that. He really. doesn't even know. But he chasing this woman now. I love this story because exactly what you said. There's so many twists and turns. You don't know what's happening. They explain everything to you as it goes, but it's still like which I love. Like, they they do like, it so well though, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's still so much more hidden. Like there's so much, so much dynamic, so many like, so many layers that are hidden that you don't find out, and then you're gonna look back and say, "Oh shit, that's yeah. what this is. That's yeah. why this happened." And I, I still feel like to this point, like right now, we still we realize why Bam was able to do what he did, and in you, you kind of think like like that first episode where he jumped into that that shark thing's mouth yep, to attack yep. it, right? Mm-hmm. No one else thought about that because he is technically irregular, right? Like the regulars think very straightforward. They think this is the life and this is how we live the life, right? Right, right. He is irregular. So the tower doesn't know what to do with him, but he also doesn't know what to do. Like he just handles his things, how he handles them, right? Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things I saw that I, that I thought was really cool is when they made the the contract to use Shinsu. Yeah. It said to everybody else, like, okay, you get unlimited amount of shinsu use here because you made a contract on this floor. Bam 
it told him straight up like this is a this is a, a shackle for you which means that like literally in my opinion that sound like okay so you're going to be weaker for making this contract right you know because he is not supposed to be bound by these rules we don't really know what kind of a regular he is what level he at i just think like some of the implications they give you are amazing yeah cuz that 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 power i guess if you want to call it that he's about to get is about to be nutty from this fucking thing maybe man it looks it looks god tier i'm gonna put it that way yeah yeah i honestly I, like i said there's a lot i just don't remember because i, I read this like four years ago mm-hmm. not even it was five yeah four four or five years ago but yeah the dude like the 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 way the tower is set up, I think like there's a lot of really interesting like developments in the tower, and I'm I'm loving how things are going. I'm happy that Bam didn't get like, I guess like excluded because of what he was doing. Like he got knocked out, mm-hmm. and luckily he was able to stay in because the teacher, his teacher specifically, wasn't going to be there for a while. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, I love how they're very like careless with like how they handle like the actual people trying to enter the tower though. So I was like, you have to worry about your wounds yourself. That's not something for us to take care of. Right. It's, it's pretty intense, man. Like I, again, I just love the way this storytelling, like others, like fire force and, and shows like that, that, that just does it. Like we know what the main character knows, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, you know, yeah. Every once in a while, like, Fire Force will flash to the uh, antagonist's point of view and they'll kind of explain some of it, but it won't be until absolutely necessary, right? Yeah. And they still don't explain why or what or when or how, and it just kind of lets you figure it out as as you go in the background. And I love that about Tower of God. Like, there's a lot of shit in the background of Tower of God that we're learning about that is just insane. Like, with the instructors, man. Like, with that whole thing they got going on there, it's like, what are they plotting? What are they planning? What do they think of Bam? Obviously, we know some of them think he's either too much or too weak. Like it's just it's a it's weird, man. I love it. It's like they're they're figuring out Bam at the same time we are as well, and that's just dope, man. That's just dope storytelling. Yeah, they they've done such a great job with fleshing this out for yeah. like the viewers and the readers that like this is. The story itself, there, there's just so much to kind of like dive into. Right. It's dope. Let's uh, transition quickly over to Gleepnir. <sighs> this, uh, I'm going a, I'm to a just say it. This episode only made me excited for the next episode. Like, I don't, this episode I didn't care too much for. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of etchiness for etchiness sakes. I'm all yeah, about they said, it. They, they showed us a vibrator. Yeah, I'm all about it, but that's exactly what I'm like. But why though? It was because yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's slipping, man. But then when at the end of this episode, I'm like, oh shit! When the uh, that dude found the uh, the chick's wallet. I um, mean, so we know that there's gonna be danger involved. Um, I thought it was really weird that our, our dude let somebody else get inside of his body. Um, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah. Uh, Shuichi just, he, he a slut out here. He be slanging that, <laughs> slanging that body to everybody. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it, it is, like I said, it is what it is. Um, 
I thought it was uh I thought it was cool to see that there are transformations that aren't like monstrous transformations. Right. Right. And it makes perfect sense because if you are like stable in what you look like and think what you look like is fine. Mm-hmm. Um but you want something more dynamic in terms of like psychological or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That was cool concept. I think that that was the part that was the coolest part of this episode. Yeah. Was like how we talked about Tower Got. It's the implications. Like, where does that take things? That's a then? good point. Like, is there somebody out there who's like, uh, I don't really have anything physically I care about, but I would love to be much more mentally strong and has like ridiculous psychic power or something like that. Exactly. Like, where did where where does that go? Um, I yeah, because it it, it kind of implicated that the the humans that normally go up to the alien, they just say, "I want power" or "I want an ability." Mm-hmm. And then the alien says, okay, I'll give you an ability, but it fucks with them and, and, and gives them a transformation as well. She even said like, yeah, I'm the one that kind of knew already what I was looking for. So I just told him in grave detail that I don't like people that can't keep secrets. Everything else is perfectly fine with me. I just want something to deal with the people who can't keep secrets. And that was pretty, pretty dope. Yeah. That's cra- that, 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 that little story. I'm sorry. That little story was was kind of cool too though hearing hearing about what happened she was involved with another female teacher uh her best friend yeah who was an adult obviously her best friend who she thought was her best friend told the entire school which caused the teacher to commit suicide that was great like i would watch that all fucking day the cooler part the even cooler part that you might have caught on to was the fact that in um claire's head Mm -hmm. she saw a man yep Yep. She the, saw, yep. Saw man, and she so, asked, and when she asked, it was like her whole mental image was wrong, and that's like kind of like what you're talking about. Like we don't know anything except for what the main character knows, right? Yep. That's another one of those things that like we can't assume because she just yeah she she told the story and tell uh, tell and Claire interpret that story and, and and like play it back for us the viewer, which was just brilliant as far as like writing and animation and storytelling goes like that was perfect oh yeah that 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 was like i said those kind of elements were great for this episode but the episode just didn't have enough it didn't have it it had direction but the direction wasn't enough yeah it was it wasn't not for a show like this yeah like that what what pushed the episode forward only pushed it for for this episode, not for like exactly a lot going on. You know, that, that's the so. perfect way of putting. It. That's what I had in my head, and I couldn't I couldn't say. You're exactly right. It would, like I said, it made me excited for the next episode more than watching this episode itself. But again, that little story with that uh, that girl was I enjoyed it quite a bit actually. Yeah. Um, what you think about the? Uh, Almost Lala Lala fell like girl <laughs> that has the ability to communicate with animals. Uh, I mean, so she I was thought adorable. she was, I thought she was cool. Yeah, but I, I like I said, I just uh, so Shuichi was like, you're a weirdo. That <laughs> I'm like, first of all, she has dog ears. How that that's what you think is weird? You I know. Just saw, you just saw a motherfucker with giant sword arms. Yep. Who bends all the way back and then swings his arms back at you to crack the ground open? I and thought he would. Like, yeah, that's weird. Like weird. And he played video games, so I would thought he would have been like all for it, you know? 
Oh my god, bro! That, that, I was like, okay, that 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 was rude. You called yeah. her a fucking weirdo, and yeah. then she did get it, get naked again inside of him. So I would say that's weird. That's but, weird. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely weird. But the dude that was uh, stalking her basically, because clearly he likes he's her. crushing her. Yeah, and, and he recorded everything, which was also mad fucked up. Yeah, he um, you could so basically you could just tell he's a stalker to that girl, and when he got his coin, he's like, yeah, just give me something so I can watch her. And the alien was like, all right. Gave him a fucking telescope head. <laughs> it, it may have been something like he doesn't have a good memory. So he may have asked for something to remember or asked for a better memory. Or he may already have like an eidetic memory where he already memorized things. And it yep. just kind of fit for his, Turned into, his character. Yeah. That's something that uh that I haven't seen before. That's another one. Glipnir is definitely one. Yeah. Kind of unique there. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I still don't know what I want from that show. You, you want better. I just don't, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I don't like it. I just, I'm, I'm just kind of okay. You know, you, you want better. And I'm going to tell you why I know you want better. Cause we're expecting, like we, we're interested in the, the idea, the premise, the build of the yes, show. Yes. But there's nothing that's necessarily wowing us yet. Yeah. We've consistently liked the sound design. Oh my God, dude. Yes. This soundtrack but, is <laughs> way too strong. But like the rest of the show, it's like, okay, I mean, you got the idea. Just execute on it. Mm-hmm. And then the characters, I don't give a fuck about. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot going on there. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the review of Shivery of a Fell Night. Shivery of a Fell Night. Um, my, one of my favorite anime Rakude Kishi no Iyotan. Or Shovel River Fell Night. I love this series. All right, tell, tell talk to us. All right, so first of all, oh, talk to you about, let me talk to you about my baby. Time out. Before we talk to him, we guess we should tell him about the review scale, huh? Yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, we are reviewing, we review anime with an official mic check rifle waifu scale that we use that works out actually really, really well. Um, but what we're doing this time leading up to our anniversary episode is we're reviewing our top five anime. And uh, yeah, this is Tales. So the review scale works like this. There are five categories that we rate. Okay, we rate it on a 20 point scale. For those of you that don't know what a 20 point scale is, that's one, 1.5, two, 2.5, three. 3.5 all the way to 9.5 to 10. Um, we review those five categories using those numbers. We each review that and then we take those averages. We average that down to one score and then we take both of our individual scores and average that into one final official my check waifu waifu review scale. Or score, sorry, not scale, score. Um, what are those five categories, Till? The categories are Pacing, story, animation, sound design, characters, and obviously we put all, put that all together, and we have our final mic check waifu waifu rating. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Now, now tell. All right. Tell us how so, you feel about Shivery of the Phil Knight. I love Shivery of the Phil Knight with all my heart. Um, I want more. Yeah, and uh, actually watching through in both dubs and subs, uh, I have decided that um, 
I'm going to pick up the, um, the light novel. I'm going to buy the light novel and read it because it actually has another whole, it basically the light, no, light novel finishes everything and mm. it, it gives me a full rundown. So I'm going to do that and it's going to be added to my collection of manga, uh, physical copies, um, as well as God Punch when that comes in, whenever that comes in. Oh, you uh, ordered it too? Of course. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so just think about this, right? You're in a regular human world, um, but essentially everyone can use magic, right? Uh, some people are obviously better at it than others. Um, but how you use magic is you manifest a weapon with your soul. Um, your soul manifests into whatever kind of weapon, I guess, best fits you. And you use that as a conduit to channel magic. Our main character is trying to be a magic knight. He comes from the most, one of the most prestigious magic knights family, uh, families. Um, and his grandfather literally saved Japan in a war almost single-handedly because of his own prowess and power. Uh, so his family, the Kurogane family, is very famous, very familiar, almost legendary. His younger sister is the second strongest in the most prestigious school of Magic Knights. Um, and she's a freshman. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's wild. Um, but the um, our main character, he's his goal is to become a Magic Knight. And he has no magic. Mm-hmm. He just has the ability to summon his sword and that's it, right? And, oh my God, I just love, I love the story. All right. So, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't want to like gush too much about this, but um, basically our main character has gone to the school already. He's a second year student um, and he failed. He is considered the worst one. Uh, he's a failed knight, which is why I should have a failed knight. Um, and essentially he uh, is being failed because his family is, they're not happy with the fact that he's a loser. Not He's a loser. He's a bum. <laughs> like he, everyone has the, has this mass ability to be super strong except for him. Right. right. So at, at the family dinners and everything, he's just left out. Uh, and they have he's done the- everything they can to essentially hold him back from becoming a, a magic knight, no matter how good or how strong he can be. Because they're ashamed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because they're ashamed of him. They expect if, if you're a failure, you're going to be a failure. Um, do you want to kind of let you want to kind of do like a full breakdown from episode one to episode twelve? No, or do you want to just no? We okay. could yeah, we could just talk about some of the good, the bad, the ugly, the great. All right, all right. Um, so before we get yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I know you love this show, so let me go ahead and, and just talk about uh the great. The story premise is great. Okay, if you have the option to watch it subbed or dubbed, do not watch the fucking dub because it will ruin the show for you. Okay, do not watch the dub. I repeat, do not watch the dub. Okay, don't do it. Do not do it. There are some good characters in the dub, but it's just not the way to go. Okay, um, the story remains the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The story remains the same, but the fucking problem is the execution and the emphasis on certain words and the way they it's just it does not it does not hold up in dub at all yeah oddly enough it's a little bit more innocent in sub though like they don't use the same exact words like 
they say bitch mm-hmm. all the time in the dub and the sub they they don't necessarily say bitch they just say things that are similar to bitch yeah so it's i don't know man it's just it was rough because it was the main character voice sucks like it just doesn't work for him yeah um and stella vermilion she sounds more like misty yeah, she was a lot more tolerable than he was, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And she she wasn't like the original Misty. She sounded better than the original Misty. She's like the the second gen. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit older Misty. Yeah, that one was better. Was the same age. <laughs> that one was better. But yeah, that, that dub kind of, at first it had me. I even tweeted about it and I talked about this on the After Story podcast, which is our Patreon at uh, dot com slash my check waifu waifu exclusive podcast that we have so check that out if you get a chance but yeah i talked about it on there it 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 basically it felt like this okay oh you remember blade beyblade mm-hmm. that's what some of the fight scenes felt like in the dubbed voice acting it was super corny ass writing like for instance when uh iki kurigane was fighting his, I guess, arch rival who kind of embarrassed him back in the day um, with his invisible... Only, only because Icky wouldn't fight him. Yeah, only because Icky wouldn't fight him. With his invisibility effect bullshit that he had going, that fight went from in one episode, literally from a five-minute period of him gloating about how strong he is, talking about his arch rival, talking about how strong he is and, and how great he is, to literally five minutes later when Kiragane f- figure out a way to beat him, literally two seconds it flips he flips to the most bitch-like character of all times now there's situations in dragon ball z where a character is cocky like frieza they talk all the shit and they fight with everything they got and then goku turns super saiyan when goku turns super saiyan frieza's like oh wait i'm bitch made yeah but it's not like that bad though right it's it's whoa hold on he turned you just turned your hair a different color. I'm still going to kick your ass. Like, that's how it is. Like, if he did beg for his life, it, if he begged for his life, wait, he was getting his ass whooped first. Yeah, he was getting his ass handed to him. Though. He had to get his ass whooped first because he still had that cockiness before he got his ass whooped. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I'm saying? It's like, yeah. wait, you could see me? And in, 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 in this fight between Nikki Kurgane and his, his rival, he's like, wait, you could see me? And he just turned tail and, and completely everything went out the fucking window. All the confidence, everything he had. Like, the writing was terrible in, in the dub as far as, like, like, with that situation it felt rushed that's what it was it felt rushed and it just didn't feel right and it threw me for a fucking loop it blew me back until i continued to take that and progress through the story just watch the story this fucking story is great though it's a good story with some of the best romance ever okay (laughs) It, it was the execution of the romance is just perfect. It was amazing. It was, it's not, it doesn't. I'm, I'm not saying perfect, but it, it was yeah, like, it, it, really, perfect, it, it was top tier, like, especially 100%. for what it is. Yeah. Like an, an action anime normally doesn't have like quality romance in it. Yep. This is one where it was, hey, Stella, I want to be with you. Oh, I want to be with you too. And they're together kind of shit. Like, yeah, not, not playing no games. Mm-hmm. It's in this bitch. I love it. <laughs> I love that that part I loved. And then when the story continues, like I said on the after story, the last two episodes of his show were some of the best like watch ever. Like 
what it did to the story at, at the episode 11 was just so good. And it wasn't even any fighting. Yeah, they could have literally just put like, like those two episodes, if they just didn't even put like an ending scene and just kind of had them continue on, it would have just felt like a perfect continuation. Yes. Um, that that 11th episode basically... Uh, so artistic too. Yeah, they, they basically uh, do exactly what I was talking about earlier where uh, his family comes and kind of takes Iki Kuragane away because they don't want him to be successful at this school. He's yep. been doing really well winning battle. Outshining battle his sister. Battle. Yeah, outshining his sister, who at this point, I think she had just lost to Toka uh, yep. Toto, yep. who was actually in the tournament before. So how the, how the, how it works is that the school has a tournament to decide the seven people who uh, who identify them at this like worldwide tournament. Uh his younger sister, who is number two as a freshman, but is like basically number three in the school because of like her ranking, mm-hmm. fought Toka Toto, who is the the school president and also strong. strong enough to be considered number two. But she lost um, due to the person that she fought being basically almost as skilled, but also having a long a weapon that can keep her away. Mm-hmm. Right. So she has the ability. They call her Raikiri, which is lightning cutter where essentially she controls magnetism. And if you step within a certain range of her, her body instantly reacts and it's a wrap for you. Straight up. Uh, the fights a, were wonderful. It's a whole fucking wrap. <laughs> um, and that was actually, so uh, the fight between Toka and Shizuku uh, was a great fucking fight. Like it almost like Shizuku really, was really getting her ass handed to her the whole fight, but it didn't almost feel like that. It felt mm-hmm. like she had a chance and yeah. she never landed a solid hit on Tokototo at all. But it still felt like they were both putting in work. Like Shizuku was really trying and was getting in some stuff. But at the end, Toka handed it to her with the Raikiri and yeah. slashed it down. So for, for some of the bad writing in a dub version, like I said, the story execution was still good and the fucking fights above all else were so good. They were so well choreographed that you forget that this is, uh, uh, I mean, you could technically say this was kind of a lower budget anime too. Mm-hmm. And it still just got the love, man. It got the love when it came to the animation. It was so good. It was so uh, good. Let's, let's talk about some of the bad though. I kind of already touched on a little bit of it. (laughs) So, like, in my personal opinion, the weakest point of the show is the sound design. Yeah, it was awful. And uh, I'm not going to say it's awful because there there were some parts I really liked. (laughs) I hated the music. I guess I I actually personally loved the music. It was other parts I didn't like. Damn it, Like, like, uh, I'm including the voice actors in the sound design because even in the... uh, the sub, the voice actors weren't perfect. You know, they weren't like, oh, okay. they weren't like Astralos in space great. Yeah. Uh, and they weren't Astralos in space good in, in dub or subs. But it was, it was more, you could deal with it better in the subs. Yeah. Uh, then you had things like, so they, they took a lot of interest in things like when uh, the sword would fall and you wouldn't necessarily see the sword completely fall off screen. Like, uh, I remember seeing uh, when Iki Kurgane took out Toka Toto at the end, when he came through and slashed her, 
you know, because that, that final battle, even though it was literally like not even a full minute long, was like so fucking intense. Like I loved every moment of that. He slashes her and she falls to the ground. You see her fall, you see her sword fall, and you you don't hear her body hit the ground, but you hear her sword clang on the ground. I think that was intentional though, right? For dramatic I mean, effect. I mean, I get it, but it's like you would expect to hear something, you know, even if it's a yeah, you know. Uh, I thought that was lazy in my personal opinion because literally it you you took the you took the effort to make the sword sound hit the ground. Yeah. When we literally see the sword go off screen, I thought I would have thought that most people would have said, I'd rather see her hit the ground and we could have reasoned that the reason her sword didn't hit the ground is because it's part of her soul. So she was unconscious, the sword was had gone away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I might be overthinking it, but to me that was lazy. And I think they should have done done better. I didn't like old girl throwing up bomb, um, blood all the time, even yeah. though it kind of came in clear. <laughs> I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like. Uh, I, I I didn't like that they didn't really explain the side families of the Kurgane as much. Right. Uh, like I get it, your prestigious family that normally happens, like how in Naruto. Uh, you know, Hinata and um, Neji, they're part of the same family, but Neji's part of the side family, the branch family. Mm-hmm. They could have explained that better. Naruto gave us a great explanation for that. Yeah. This series, I mean, obviously it's only 12 episodes, so they can't dive too much in it, but they could have given us more information. We could have known that there are side family members who actually go to this school or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like them constraining this to 12 episodes was just to its detriment. Uh, a lot of times, but like I said, it did give us one of the best episodes of all time, and that's being episode eleven, with the way that was executed. I I I think you're right about the sound design. The shit wasn't great to me. I didn't like the music. I didn't like the intro. I didn't like the outro music. I didn't like any music that played in the background. It just it didn't feel appropriate. I guess I mm-hmm. I, I feel like it would have done more with a a Tower of God esque sound design opposed to the more what was it like rocky kind of yeah feel yeah it, it just didn't it didn't work um for me but this I, I, I can't gush about this animation enough though <laughs> because because you can t- you could tell this is one of the lower budget animes like this is one that just didn't get as much love as a lot of other anime do but it still did such it a fantastic job a lot yeah. and, and especially on the animation uh yeah. Like I said, uh, Tower of not Tower of God because Tower of God does, is doing fine. I'm talking about Black Clover. Yeah. Uh, for this to be a 12 episode series, and like I said, we can tell this did not get as much time as many other series. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely outshines them dramatically when it comes to uh, the studio. So, do you uh, think? Right. Do you think the story was rushed a lot in this too because of it? I do think the story was rushed because I think I don't think they planned on making more than than one season of this me either you could tell they tried to hurry up and wrap shit up quickly cool uh cool side note the story the studio that animated this did death march to the parallel world rhapsody <laughs> that's funny because um, that animation is good too they did one of the fate ovas wow they're um, experienced though oh yeah they did um Masamune Kun's Revenge. Oh, okay. They did the ones within. 
Wow, wow. Um, I don't want to get hurt. They did quite a few shows. Interesting. No wonder why I like the animation so much, because those are all pretty animated, too. Yep. And That's insane. They're, they're working on a show that I think I'm going to end up watching. <laughs> but, yeah, so they worked on quite a few series that actually look really good. So uh, that explains that. We slept on. Yeah. That explains that indeed. All right, let's get into the official rating. We've been gushing enough. Yeah. All right. So, you want to start? Or you want me to start? Uh, you can start. Okay. Um, my first rating is for pacing. Um, the pacing was not perfect, in my opinion. Uh, I think that it had some really good points, and it had some not so good points. So the pacing to me gets an eight uh, solely because there were points that I just was like, you could have cut that out and given us something entirely different and I would have been fine. Yeah. Like the whole mall scene. That shit could have been gone. Uh, You're right. And they could have made that fight with the uh, dude better. If they got, if they would have cut out that scene, they literally could have introduced him differently. And yeah, they could have gave us that introduction as to how they met initially and how he was a hunter yeah. who hunted a week and blah 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 and then transitioned into I'm going to fight this guy and kick his ass literally no point in that entire scene even being there because what happened after Maldon and that was it he just kind of mm-hmm. moved on there was no other any indication I think this, uh, the pacing wasn't wasn't great either but you know I'm gonna give it. I gave it a six point five. I think okay. the I think the pacing was uh was on par with the story. Um, no, not on par with the story, but on, on par with the writing. I'm sorry. Yeah. The, the story was great. The story's great, but the the writing was rough. And it's and that's what I was having trouble just like breaking that down in my head as I was watching this. I'm like, do I like this story? No. I love this story. I just can't stand the way this shit is written. And it, I had to separate it. When I separated it, I enjoyed the show way fucking more than I've even thought I would. Because it, to be honest, I, I just remember it being okay. When you told me it was in your top five, I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I just remember it being okay. But I understand why. Well, here's here's where I think why the story and the writing is necessarily different, right? It's because the story itself is really outlined in the novel. Right. Yep. And then they transition that to this. We can see the world through. We can see the story through the entire world versus yep. the writing specifically. Is yes. really that good. Yes. Yes. That's exactly right. And that's why the, the pacing and the writing is on par with each other. But the story is held in a, in a different standard. I hope that makes sense to y'all. If it doesn't, I'm sorry. That's just the way I got it in my head. So uh, where are you placing the story for this? Uh, the story is also going to be a 6.5, sadly. Okay. No, I'm no, not story. That's the writing. The uh, the story is an 8. Okay. The story is definitely an 8. I love the fucking story. Like I said the romance is some of the best I've seen in these kind of anime. They tried to like it was almost kind of the harem thing. I just I the reason why I got an 8 and not a 9 is because of the sister element of that story. Like I understand her love she had for her brother. But the whole incest, I want to be that close to my brother kind of shit always turns me off. 
And I, I can agree with that. I don't think she actually wanted to like be with her brother. She did. Because like she explained that like she loved her brother the way she did because he was shit on his she, entire life. But she kissed him in the mouth, bro. Yeah. I, <laughs> that's what I was like. That's a little much. <laughs> that's much. That's that's a little much. Uh which was wild. But uh I don't rock with that either. I gave the story a eight point five. Um like I said, I love the story. Yeah, the story. And it, 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 I don't think it's my favorite story, but I think an eight point five is fitting because it's not, it's not the best. I don't think it's in the top ten percent of stories, but I think that for what it is, it's great. Yeah, definitely for what it is, because, like you said, the world is well executed. Um. And the goals, right? What he's going for, what they're going for, why they're going for it. It's also another reason why it probably gets an eight and eight point five from us, respectively. Is it's just not enough. Like yeah. it closed out on like this cliffhanger that's just like, okay, we did all that to get to the point to where we're supposed to be in the actual tournament, like the real deal tournament. If they had given us a second season, it would have been a real deal. It might might have actually just been a nine, you know, it might have been able to edge its way to a nine. Uh, Because we don't, it's blue balls. Yep. And even to end on that kind of point, right? Like we got that, that, that big fight. He, Ido, Ido Shura, his way all the way to victory with his final last blow and is bleeding from every orifice of his body. Pronounces that he wants to marry Stella Vermillion, who is a princess of another land, and that's it. That's we, don't to, we don't get to see him actually fight and use all the stuff that he has attained. I know in the light novel, he does a lot more and gains a lot more power, but that's it. You know, that's we don't we don't get to see nothing because yeah, it's funny. This I was where, this, where it ends. Uh, while we're in the middle of this, I wasn't going to bring this up at all because I just know it's just fucked up to do this. But this website that's just so it's a bad website, but it got me. Okay. I Googled to see if it was gonna be another season of Shiver of Fell Night. And this is one website that does these rumor things. And after reading it and reading through a lot of them, this is just a website that just posts basically almost like blogs of shows they want a season two of. But there's mm-hmm. no confirmation of it. There's no indication that there's ever going to be a season two. But he said, sometime in 2021, possibly, we could get a shivery of a failed night too. But it's not like it's it's not like him confirming it. It's just him saying that's what he, he wants. So whoever has that website, fuck you. All right. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting, bro. I can't believe it. Even yeah. I fell for it, but then I actually read the fucking website. You got my click. You got my ad money, but fuck you. So, <laughs> so let's jump to animation, bro. Yes. Um, uh, animation to me was one of the high points. Yes. Uh, I gave the animation a nine because when when it stood out, it stood all the way the fuck out. Like, mm-hmm. I love the either short moments when like for instance, the even though we did not like the mall, like when he jumped from that balcony or that that floor, 
and he's using the Elo show. He's deciding what do I actually need to do this battle. You see the bullets flying past, slowing down, and he gets grace, and you see the cut open and his blood start to flow out. Mm-hmm. And he says, "Okay, I don't need color," and the color fades away. And Which I, I wish they would have done that more. They would have done more yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, and when he transitions to finding out exactly what he needs, and he starts running on the wall and everything like that, just everything when it was actually in the flow of animation was fire. Yeah. It's like it, when it started taking flight, that shit took flight. Um, which is why it gets a nine for me. Not not my favorite animation, but you know. That's so crazy. Uh, I am at, I was at an 8.5 for the exact same reasons. I mean, those, it was great. Again, it wasn't my favorite, but it was just something about knowing, and maybe I'll call it rose-colored glasses, call it whatever you want, but just knowing that you can just tell that this was on, this was kind of on the side. This is a side show for them that they still put so much effort into what they've animated. Like when, when the fucking, when his, when his rival, I guess you can call him, pulled up the forest and the forest came up. That shit was pretty as hell. When Stella was was fighting him in that mock battle, she got her ass beat. When the first time she used her her flame cloak, whatever that was yeah. called, was beautiful. It was wonderful. It and didn't then, take off at first, and all of a sudden the flames just started to ember yep. up. And then just the movement of the movement of the characters in general, whenever they would practice or uh, whenever he would train, what's her name, Isis, Isis. Isis, Isis, the the chick with the her yeah. father had the dojo. Yeah, yeah, Is. Is, yeah. When they were when he was training her, like it was just wonderful. Yeah. She was waifu. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I love that. It was great. It was great. Eight point five for sure. And that episode eleven. Holy fuck. <laughs> oh man. It had the little film grain on it, and it was like. Doing the old style like movie shit, but it was still giving a story. That was uh, the least action in the episode, and it was my favorite. Man, it was my favorite episode. They did, they did all the right things. Yeah, it set, it set the tone, and you could tell it was one of the episodes where they said, "Oh shit, we only have twelve to do this, so let's let's try to let's try to imply the story we're trying. Let's try to give the story we're trying to give." In one episode, and they did that. They gave, they showed us the struggle of Iki Kurgane from his family taking him away from the school to try to ruin him, to try to break him, and it just he wasn't got, working. He he got to see his dad, and his dad tell him, "Oh, we acknowledge you. We just don't want you to do good because you're mediocre. Just stay mediocre. Yeah, just stay mediocre. Stay on your own level, and let your sister shine." Look at us talking about story on the animation segment. Sorry. Because the animation in this episode 11 was sick because it was, they did a lot of black and white, which is dope. It was wonderful. It was art. It was, um, it's definitely art. Sound design, that's you. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not my favorite. Um, just get a, uh, just get a 6.5 too. This just wasn't, I didn't, I didn't, I found myself kind of like every time some music played rolling my eyes, I'm like, okay. This just doesn't work. It just didn't fit for me. So, um, for me, I actually like the music. Um, and I can completely understand why you don't like the music. Because when you start to explain, like, oh, it's kind of rocky and they needed something a little bit more, I guess, 
I would almost less cliche. Yes, yes. Yeah, like something a little bit more classic, right? Yes. But not uh not like so high energy, but like it needed for the story how like dark and, and deep the story could have been if they would have given us something a little bit more classic, a little bit darker, but, but like still like yeah. heavy with some good bass. I think that would have changed the entire energy of the series, Straight right? Up. When I talk about uh, sound design and I talk about music specifically in anime, I always think about uh, Parasite the Maxim. Um, because God. to me, to yes. me, I don't, that's my favorite soundtrack in any anime. And the reason why is because they have 13 different songs, each for different scenarios. And like none of them ever feel old. When shit gets real, you hear that chime and you're like, damn, what the fuck is about to happen? Shit gets sad, you hear that chime and you're like, oh shit. And it's like, it, it's about the placement of the sound. Yes. And this show, it, it the best placement for the sound was that 11th episode and the 12th episode. Mm-hmm. Those were the best placement for the sound. That's, that's not but enough. Like, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the music and the sound design was okay for what it was. I gave it a 7.5, which is, you know, like a C or whatever. But uh, I gave it a 7.5 for sound. Yeah. That's my favorite. Well, I, don't, I don't think it was great. You know how like the worst I've ever heard. You know how you feel about Parasite? Yeah. That's how I feel about Made in Abyss. Because Made in Abyss did a fucking great job. Holy shit, right? Like it fit it fit the world so wonderfully. Like every time you saw a Vista come over with the camera that they used, it just something played. And whatever played, I guarantee you whatever played had you in awe because the music was just so fantastic. Not only that, but the sound design as well. From when he's shooting his uh, blast out of his hand, like that shit was, uh, it was crazy when he was killing those damn what they what bird bat giant things, whatever the fuck it was down there. Yeah. Main, oh, I just love Main Abyss. Fuck. So, <laughs> so let's hop into characters, right? So I actually enjoyed almost every character. Yes. Um. Like I said, the only, and I, it's not that I didn't like old girl who spit up blood all the time. I just didn't like that she was spitting up blood. But, uh, yeah, that one was a little much. The only character I didn't like, really, like, actually didn't like was his rival character who he was made to be dislikable or unlikable or disliked. But they didn't make him, like, understandable anyway. Like, you can dislike a character and still relate and understand. Yes. Yes. Like, say it. He was shitty. Um, I loved Toka. Toka uh, actually was probably one of my more favorite characters because they gave us that whole backstory on her before they fought, right? Or before episode 11, they gave us that whole backstory on her before she beat uh, Shizuku and before... Yeah. Actually, that was after she beat Shizuku. It was after. But, uh, like, right after. Yeah. So, they tell us, like, she was an orphan, and because she was an orphan, we assume her parents died in some kind of fight or something like that. But because she was an orphan, she helped raise all these orphans. We hear from one little boy who's part of the uh, student council, you know, that he had, like, this bloodlust and was always angry, and she kind of, like, calmed him down by letting him know, like, look, the world might be like this for you, but this is how we can do things to change it or make things better. And yeah. she had this super, like, her, her on the battlefield and her as a regular person were two different people, but they were both relatable. Mm-hmm. And I love that about her. I thought Toko's waifu. That was, that's, that's yeah, waifu she was right pretty there. good. Yeah, she was yeah. pretty good. But uh, I liked her character. Um, Alice was even uh, pretty funny. As I well. love Alice. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh man, he was, he was dope, man. He was dope. I also, I just wanted more of Alice, though. Like, you yep. know, like we actually didn't get to see him fight at all. That's what that whole Maul scene was for to show his ability. But we didn't get to see him fight, and he's literally one of the best in the school. He's a goat, yeah. I, I think I think I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read the light novel and find out like because this is my my speculation. I think Alice is like a an adult, and he's a spy, spying mm. on Icky because that power just is too good. He's too good to not have been shown fighting at all. Like that that means they were playing the season two and just didn't show. I I don't know, bro. But all right, for characters, I gave it. I gave characters a nine because I love the characters. Um, <laughs> I love Stella and Icky's relationship. Yep. Um, sh- they went from shy around each other to making it happen. It's it, hey, it's, it is what it is. They took a bath together, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the the growth of the characters were were there. Uh, I gave it a I gave it a I gave it an eight point five. Um, no, actually, no. I let me find it real quick because I had it here. I actually gave it an eight. Okay. I, I gave it an eight. Um, I love this. I love all the, the the side characters along with the main character. Um, the reason why I gave it an eight is because there were really no other characters. Like you had sort of a glimpse of the student council, which they gave very minimum of, other than the president. They gave you characters, I guess, development. Only for the characters that were in the ship, like in the. How can I explain this? Okay, think about this. You watch when I'm compared to Tower of God. Think about the characters in Tower of God. You know a lot more like characters in Tower of God that have no real significance in Tower of God either yet or period. But you still like. You still feel for them. You still re- can relate to them. And then all you have is basically five, six characters in Shivery of a Felt Knight that you somewhat know about. Like like you said with Alice, we don't really know much about him, but he's still one of my favorite characters in, in the show. Um, yeah. I I didn't like his sister too much, but I did like her 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 morals and her, her dreams and everything. Um, I didn't like that teacher either i did like the director she was dope yeah she was about it yeah so that's why it gets an eight they were they weren't perfect but i think again a lot of that has to do with some of the writing out i've heard that damn dub (laughs) but eight is still great great and eight is still great so uh i with this being one of my top five favorite anime of all time, I feel so bad. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not bothered at all, bro. Because, like, honestly, to me, like, for this to be one of my top five, I did not rate this well at all. In my opinion, I thought. I thought it, it's pretty lackluster. For the top five, I feel like it should be like higher. Like, it should be nine, See, nine, nine. But I'm trying to be as like objective as possible. That's what I'm saying. And thinking about it objectively, yeah, it could be a little lower, but you still love it for what it is, though. Because mm-hmm. I, I love it for what it is. And I was so harsh, I feel like. I love it, I though. I don't think you were harsh. I think you, you said what you believe. And I agree with that. Like, I agree with what you said. Almost almost everything you said. Um, I gave it an 8.4 out of 10. Okay. Uh, Polo, you gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, which, that's not bad at yeah, all. That's yeah. And you want to know what's funny? It's rated a 73%. 
<laughs> you're still above the average score. Wow, wow. You know? Interesting. You're on okay. the high end. Um, and that puts it from Mike Check Waifu Waifu at a 7.95. Wow. Wait, okay. Let me, because I didn't have this pulled up and I'm a very bad podcaster. So let me go ahead and pull this up right now. We're going to pull up all the shows that we have rated so far from our. That's interesting, dude. That makes it better than um, Dr. Stone. Okay, no, I can see that for sure. And better than My Hero Season 4. A hundred fucking percent. But that's it. Everything oh, else okay. is better. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, what is it, 7.9? Yeah, and it's barely better than My Hero, is what what our rating puts what, it at. What do we rank My Hero? 7.9. This got a 7.95. My Hero. That's interesting, though. That's interesting. Sorry, I'm just kind of correcting our totals here for our review list. Yeah. Okay, 7.95. Interesting. Okay. So here it is. Uh, the rated anime we have so far will be Astro Lost in Space with a 10, Clanad with a 9.8, Fire Force with a 9.3, 5, <laughs> Promise Neverland with a 9.3, Grimgar with a 9.3, Vinland Saga with a 9.25, Demon Slayer with an 8.8, Beastars with an 8.85, Erased with an 8.75, Darwin's Game with an 8.5, Chivalry of a Fell Knight 7.95, My Hero Season 4 7.9, and Dr. Stone 7.8, with the Hall of Shame being Demon Lord at a 7 point, negative 7.75. Negative seven point seven five. I gotta keep that in there. <laughs> gotta keep that in there. Very interesting list. Um, out of the top, out of the things we rated, what would you move? Would you move anything? Honestly, the only thing I can think about moving. It's probably erased. I'm right there with dude. That's so fucking weird. I'm right there with you because I just every time I think of erased, I just think of how fucking good it is. Mm-hmm. Same. So I and think I think erased should be above Grimgar. That's hard. <laughs> that, that's hard because like, and that's my top five. Yeah, like Grimgar at a nine point three. That 100% sounds like accurate to me, right? Erase that at a 9.35. I think I think we, we, we got to work that one out. We might have to do a re-review. Re-review. Okay. Because nah, Erase deserves it. Because yeah, I, I, I can't. It's like, and I, I know it's probably just like, I love it so much that I can't think of anything bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm saying same. I'm like, I can't remember why is that. I mean, it's not low. It's a fucking great score, right? Yeah. Were we using a 100-point scale at that time? No, we were using the same scale we got now. Okay. We've been using this scale, the same scale the whole time. But, like, we didn't go... 
9.3 or 8, like 7.3 or anything like that, have we? I just don't think Demon Slayer is better than Erased. I agree. But then then again, I don't remember Demon Slayer that much. Tweet us and let us know if you think Demon Slayer or Erased is better. Don't even do that to Twitter. we won't, we won't judge you. <laughs> Don't even do that to Twitter, dude. Twitter hates Demon Slayer. Oh man, they try whatever they can to hate Demon Slayer. So, Polo, hmm. before we do this recap, bro. Yeah. Did you think of an anime for me to watch and trade for Hajime no Ipo? Fuck, I did not. I was too captivated in this discussion. You got ten seconds. Uh, I can't do it that quick. <laughs> I know. I'm just messing with you. So here's what we are gonna do. It's me, your co-host, King Teliano. Uh, I'm about to run us this recap. Yes, sir. All right. So we just finished with one of my top five favorite anime of all time, Shiver of Felt Night, and its review um, with Mike Check Waifu Waifu rating at a 7.95, me at an 8.4, and Polo at a 7.5. Um, one of my most beloved, most beloved series. Um, before we went on break, Polo gave us a recommendation of a Classroom of the Elite. And I gave Gundam Build Tri Fighters or Gundam Build Fighters Try. We also talked about after the break, um, Gleepnir and Tower of God. Why we love Tower of God consistently, and why we like Gleepnir, but we just we want more. We don't know what's happening. With yeah, that exactly. Show, <laughs> we just we just want more, bro. And then we had this uh, great topic from Scuba Steve. Yeah. Uh, he hit us with the things that anime or manga has done that you've never seen before. We hit hit you with quite a few different anime. Uh, I think we both had like four or five on that list. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, we also talked about Hajime no Ippo and uh, yeah, gave a shout out to Crystal and that's it. Hey, Crystal Light 10 at Twitter. Thank you so much for supporting <laughs> us. And as always, wait, I almost, I almost screwed that up. I'm at Polo Born Fly on all social media. And I'm at King Teliano on all social media. You can follow our social medias at Mike Check Waifu on Twitter and at Mike Check Waifu Waifu on Instagram. And as always, Mike Check. Mike Check 1212. My sweet waifu. Is that you? Bueno, bueno.